0: This is the Everyday Dietitians podcast. I'm Hope Brandt, and I'm April Roby. We're two RDs here to offer down earth advice to help you develop sustainable habits, decipher wellness trends, and design an aligned life. Welcome to the show. Here we are. We're back. <laughs> I'm not sure what episode this is, but I do know what we're talking about. It's episode thirteen. Oh, 13. we're making it lucky thirteen. Yes, we are. <laughs> We are talking about, I think, a super helpful topic based on my own client work. Um, This is something that 100% of people have struggled with. So we're talking about what to do when you lose motivation. But yeah, <laughs> it is a super important topic. And again, it is something it's not
1: if it happens, it's when, when. it happens. Like life, it, it's going to happen in life. Mm-hmm. And knowing how to navigate these situations is really going to set you up for success instead of having that all or nothing mindset. Yes. It's either you're motivated and excited or you're not doing anything for your goals. <laughs> so if we can kind of like bring it up to a good baseline and really dig into your why behind why you do it. Uh-huh. So that's what you got to do. You got to grapple on your why. And, right. Well, yeah.
0: And you don't really ever want to be dependent on anything or anyone else to be able to like take the action that's needed to achieve your goals whether
1: it's someone in your ear like a personal trainer saying like yeah you got to show up to your workout got to do this got to do this or or you, it's your feelings yeah like, your feelings should not be the driving
0: force behind the action that you take
1: because to be honest if we relied on our feelings 100 of the time <laughs> no one would get anything done do we all feel like going to work no right you know we want to go make money so we can support our family you got to mm-hmm. grapple on your why so if we relied on our feelings you know with our nutrition and our workouts you know we'd never get anything done there either yeah
0: so we're gonna go much more in depth into this topic of motivation what it is how to deal with when you're not feeling it um and then how to capitalize on when you are but first I um, your question. yes of course Let's do our icebreaker question. And today, the icebreaker question is, have you ever been mistaken for a celebrity slash who is your celebrity doppelganger?
1: Yeah, so this is something (laughs) I got since high school. And it is Kimmy from Full House, which I think is perfect because she's a little derpy. And (laughs) I feel like even some of her mannerisms, and I think that's why people do it, but we're also, we have to do before and after photo you know, on our page, just so yeah. you can actually see it. We wear a hairstyle kind of similar, but yeah. So Kimmy from Full House, I've gotten that for a long time, and I still see it. And I'm probably growing more and more into like Kimmy now, and I understand. I love Full is. House, and I specifically love Kimmy. Also, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do too. She's the best. But what is yours? I. Probably get this on at least a weekly basis, um but it's Hannah Brown from The Bachelorette, or I guess mm-hmm. was she? I guess she was on The Bachelor first, and then, then, then Bachelor Bachelorette. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's just the
1: like face shape and the large
0: toothy smile.
1: <laughs> Literally, I remember someone commenting it was on our my batch my Bachelorette trip, uh-huh. and it was a picture of me and you, and you were smiling, and someone said. Like, I literally thought this was Hannah Brown. (laughs) I'm like, and I saw it. I I didn't see it, like, you know, just us living. But now I can't unsee it. Oh, well, I, it's super
0: flattering to me. So I, well, she's gorgeous. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) She's,
1: yeah. But anyways, so I guess let's dive into the actual topic.
0: Okay. So motivation. First, I guess let's just kind of talk about the feeling of motivation and some kind of realistic expectations around feeling motivated. I think probably one of the biggest unrealistic expectations that people kind of enter into a health and or fitness and or fat loss journey with is that they know they want it, right? You know that you are really like looking forward to the end result. You're not grappling with it thought, like, is this something you want? Yeah, like, is this, do I really want this? You know, a thousand percent, like, yeah, I want this. I already know I can see myself, you know. But the question is, how
1: willing are you to work for it and be patient
0: for it? (laughs) Right. So it's really, it's really interesting to then, you know, so you start out and you're like, I am a thousand percent and like, we are doing it. You are, you know, feeling super driven and encouraged. Excited. You're fixing a meal prep.
1: You're doing all the things. Like you're on cloud freaking 27 (laughs) out of 10 ready to freaking crush your goals.
0: And then it inevitably comes up that like, you know what? I am just not feeling it anymore. I am drained. I am feeling super low energy. I, I know that I want this, but for some reason, like I can't see yourself sticking to it. Yeah. I'm not, I just don't feel like I want to keep doing this. It's hard. It takes a lot of energy. You're feeling drained and it's like, okay, so how can those two things coexist? How can you know how much you want to achieve a goal and then not feel like doing what you need to do to then achieve that goal? It's very, it's like an interesting conundrum to come up against.
1: Yeah. And then also um, a good analogy too is like, we start off like with really high motivation and we overhaul our life. Like we don't like build on our habits. We start with 20 different habits. We start (laughs) with changing absolutely everything versus kind of starting the other way around. So if you set up really unrealistic expectations on what you can stick to, you're going it's going to feel like you can't do it versus like starting with one or two things and, you know, being okay with changing one or two things, making it a habit and discarding things that don't work and building on those things Mm -hmm. versus it being like a overall lifestyle change.
0: No, I agree. So when you're super excited to start out, I think that the unrealistic expectations of the like actions that you'll be able to take on a daily basis are driven by having this super, like, lofty, heightened feeling of being excited to start. Mm -hmm. Um, And it feels in that moment that, like, yes, I will be able to do this. And you're not accounting for (laughs) life (laughs) life and the (laughs) inevitable loss of that feeling. And just because you lose that feeling doesn't mean that you want it any less or that you're broken or that you don't have enough willpower. It means none of those things. Motivation is a feeling and feelings are never constant. Feelings come and go, they're like ocean waves. Sometimes you're going to be up at the top surfing on that peak and sometimes you are like crashing on the beach. So
1: so the question you need to ask yourself is not what can I stick to when I'm feeling the most motivated? What can I stick to when life isn't fun, when I my kid has 20 T-ball games, yeah. when you're tired and you're not able to keep up with the expectations you set yourself. Yes, exactly. So I think having
0: A, realistic expectations that you will not feel motivated all the time, first of all, and then B, having that kind of drip down into being very realistic with the actions then that you'll be able to take not on your best day when you're really feeling it, but on your worst day when everything's going wrong and you feel like a pile of dog poop. What can you still do on those days? Because that is what's going to carry you through and allow you to at least maintain that baseline of consistency. And you're
1: going to have, you're going to ebb and flow to Mm -hmm. maybe like you can absolutely do everything a month straight, but like maybe you have a busier season and it's okay to realize like just because like, everything isn't you're not hitting say your macros perfectly or you're not exercising you know six days a week like you planned or you're not doing your cardio and your lifting but like having something to realize like it doesn't have to be 100 like you can drop down your effort to 70 percent, and mm-hmm. the progress not be as fast but you're still making progress and realizing like through the years like you're going to ebb and flow and going in with the mindset that that's going to happen will make sure like you don't feel like a failure and it keeps you motivated it's like okay what, having a plan on, you know, what can I do on those lower days? So Mm -hmm. maybe you can't meal prep that day, but it's like, what can I at least do to set myself up for success? Well, I know I can go to Chick-fil-A and make a balanced meal, or Mm -hmm. I know I can pack some protein bars for my T-ball games. I know that you can eat a hot dog and then also bring fruit to those. So it's like, what can you do on the days you're not motivated? Mm -hmm. But
0: yeah. So, and again, I think this kind of goes back to being able to release yourself from the all- or- nothing mindset or the mindset that it's you know go harder go home or if you can't give a hundred percent effort then don't do it at all. no thousand percent no <laughs> <laughs> terrible terrible mindset and not that it's a terrible thing to want to do things well. That's great but it's terrible to then not be willing to do things less than perfectly. It's like either it has to be uh perfect
1: or you're not doing it. Mm -hmm. Like it's very like you're swinging from one end of the spectrum to the other instead of just landing somewhere in between. And I think you've done posts on this. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you could either do something or you can do absolutely nothing, but that little something is going to count a lot more than that. Nothing. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's this kind of this concept of what, what I call quote, like no, Zero days and not zero is one percent, not zero is two percent, and literally just giving that tiny, tiny bit of effort can at least help keep the momentum rolling and it won't drag down your average like a zero does. It's just like, you know, if you're in school and you have four quarter, you have a quarterly exam. Making a 20% versus making a zero makes a huge difference <laughs> in your average. We
1: all know how that feels like. When yes, nice that
0: even is. though it seems like a 20% still sucks. And you know what? Maybe it's not up to your standards, but that's okay. It's still something, right? Nothing pulls down your average
1: like that zero would.
0: So something always counts. Something is always better than nothing.
1: Yeah. So when you're going into, you know, making a lifestyle habit, just setting those real expectations, understanding that one, A, we're not thinking about what you can do when you're most motivated, motivated. We're setting expectations like you're going to have days where you're not motivated and having a plan to go about that. And B, I don't like, I don't want to say relapse, but you're going to relapse into your old habits that mm-hmm. you're not going to enjoy, but making sure that doesn't kill your motivation. Look for it as feedback and a way to look forward to your next event. Don't let that feel like, you know, crample your motivation. You know, looking for it as a way to learn from it, get excited. Let the feedback be your motivation and looking for it there. So setting those realistic expectations. Yeah. So let's
0: kind of talk about what we can do when you are not feeling motivated and i i think kind of the easiest way to relate this is something that i probably a lot of us are trying to build a habit around right like going to the gym this is a really kind of easy thing to relate this to because First of all, you can have all the knowledge in the world of how great something is for you <laughs> and somehow sometimes that still doesn't make you feel like you well, want to do gotta it. you got to
1: think like someone smoking a cigarette. Like everyone knows like that's not good for you, but yeah. people still do it. Like it's that's not the reason why. Like that's right. not going to be. Like, I would I to would quit. like to quit,
0: but for some reason you're not you don't feel the motivation to do so. Or okay, so you're you want to start creating a exercise or a movement habit. Yet, when it comes time to do it, you cannot
1: find the motivation to do it. You don't feel like it at all. You sit on the couch. Mm -hmm. You're like, and you start making up these self fulfilling prophecies. And it's like you get real comfortable. Like you know, picture this: you get home, you're tired. You had a full day of work. You have dinner to cook. You come up with all these great excuses. And you know, like if you want something to be true, you're going to make it to be true. It Mm -hmm. is going to happen. Like you can say, like, well, I did you know, move a lot at work today and, you know, you're sitting there on the couch comfy. In reality, you just don't need on the couch. Yeah. So another thing I hear a lot is, you know,
0: I don't have time. I really just don't have the time. So second of all, and we'll get into like what to like an actual thought process to go through when you aren't feeling it yeah. uh, because you're not going to feel it all the time. Right. But I will argue that you do have time. Ninety. 97% of the time, you probably actually do have the time. And the only like <laughs> justification I have to give or I would need to give for this is think about the time that you spend on your phone. 20 minutes of that could be subtracted and you could be going on a walk or yep. it wouldn't even need to be subtracted. You could just be walking while you're on your phone. Yeah,
1: the average person, I think they said spend like three hours on their phone a day, yeah. like- an insane amount. So it's and like And sometimes, right? That's not like a direct overlap with time yeah. that could be spent. At the you gym. Might, be at you work. might be at work or whatever. Yeah. But 20 minutes of that time almost yeah. guaranteed. So you. you can change that excuse to I don't have the time to I'm not prioritizing my time. Yes. And then
0: see see how that sits. With yeah.
1: You. <laughs> it's like literally though, it's like, oh, just called myself <gasps> yeah, out. Oh, it's no. like that's what I'll like do to my clients. Like I'm like, so you <gasps> don't have any time during your week for a walk and they're like, well, no, maybe I do. And it's like, okay, Uh (laughs) okay. Yeah. How can you have it stacked to
0: still make sure that you feel like you are spending that time in a productive way, but you know, you're doing what you need to be doing. And a lot of times like moms, you are busy. You have your plate is overflowing. So, if you can do something that still feels productive during that time, make your grocery list or listen to a, a podcast that you normally listen to when you're like unloading the dishwasher or something like that. Mm-hmm. It can be still a productive time if taking that time genuinely feels like it's pulling you away from things that need to be done. Yeah.
1: And there's literally some days like you legit have an excuse, but Mm -hmm. you can't tell me like it's every single day not something you can adjust. Like you're going to have those days, but it's like, it comes to the point of like, how many excuses are you willing to dish out to yourself and how many negative self-fulfilling prophecies are you willing to want to make true so you don't have to go work out? Well, and your brain
0: will conjure an endless stream of excuses because... Your brain's number one goal is to keep you safe and comfortable. Yeah. That is what we're going for. And if you don't have a regular exercise habit already implemented, then your brain doesn't want to start one. Like your conscious thinking mind might say, this would be really good for me. But your subconscious brain is saying, "Uh uh-uh. We're going to stay at homeostasis. You are not, girl, you don't have to do anything that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You had a long day. You deserve this time. You can start tomorrow. And it will literally just keep presenting you with reasons why yeah. you don't need to and do And then
1: this. you also got to think, like, your brain is going to focus on what you want you to focus on. So I like using this analogy for this. Like, you don't start, like, let's just say, like, someone's like, I really like red cars. You know, like, and then you all a sudden it, it's like, well, you start seeing red cars everywhere. Like once you bring that into focus, you're going to find supporting evidence and you're going to start uh-huh. noticing those things. If you tell yourself that you hate working out, your brain is going to find absolutely every single thing it can find to support that evidence. So if you are going into the mindset of like, I do not want to go to the gym and you're, you're telling your brain that's important, it's going to find It's going to bring it to focus. It's going to do the opposite thing you want to do. It's going to support it. Just like finding like thinking about those red cars. Like if you're bringing red cars to your focus, your brain, you start noticing red cars. It's not like those red cars weren't there. It's just like you brought it to focus. So if you bring that negative emotion to focus, your brain is going to find supporting evidence. And it's going to be really easy to find just like it is those red cars. So just be very conscious and knowing that your self-talk is going to be the driver of what you notice and what you actually follow through with because all thoughts turn into actions and so you can either challenge that negative thought right then and there and say is this a healthy thought to have Is mm-hmm. this going to get me closer to my goals or what is something I can do how can do? I reframe this yeah yeah so and
0: I think another thing another thing <laughs> another thing <laughs> <laughs> derp, derp. um another thing that I think is confusing is thinking that we can control our thoughts, which I have found and I think that research shows is not necessarily within our control. No, like our actions subconscious. are subconscious. Yes. Yeah. Our actions are the only thing that are unequivocally within our control you're going to have random weird thoughts pop up. <laughs> and that, those are not indicative of your character. Who is <laughs> this just person? Makes me think
1: like, One of those intrusive thoughts is like, just because you have the thought that you want to drive off the road, like doesn't mean you need to act on it. Yes, it's like, this,
0: <laughs> oh, I wonder what would happen if this happened. And it's like, uh. No. No. So <laughs> just because the thought is there does not mean that you have to act or choose not to act. not act based on that thought. So So. you
1: challenge a thought. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, if it's thinking, oh, I'm so comfortable. I don't, I don't really want to work out. I don't have the time. You can either allow that thought to become an action the way it is, Mm -hmm. or you can say, I don't have to act on that.
0: Yeah. Let's challenge it. Yeah. Let's challenge it and see what's going on. So, okay. Let's talk through an actual thought process that you can walk yourself through. When you have made a commitment to yourself, and you know how important it is to you. You want to achieve the result that these actions produce, but you are not feeling motivated to take that action. So I think step one is to acknowledge the negative emotion. You see it, it's there. You're not trying to push it down. You're not trying to act like you know, you're just going to willpower through it because you're probably not. Just because the emotion is there doesn't mean... Again, that it's indicative of how you truly feel or think about something. Emotions are triggered by many different things, external and then our, re- our internal reactions to those. So having and experiencing negative emotions isn't a reason in and of itself to not take action. But I think it is important to be aware of them and be able to acknowledge them because That's just being respectful of yourself, right? You're not gonna, you know, if your kid is feeling angry or disappointed or nervous or in a bad mood. Don't feel angry. Yeah, you're not gonna say like, you don't feel that. Like, no, No, you're probably gonna let them say like, okay, that's okay. You can, yeah. Like, it's normal. It's normal to feel that way sometimes. So I think being able to maybe zoom out a little bit and kind of treat yourself like you would your your trusted friend or your loved one and say like okay i'm feeling this emotion and it's just there mm-hmm. it doesn't have to impact anything that's happening but i can acknowledge it okay so step 1 you're feeling some type of negative emotion about getting to the doing gym. this thing secondly and we kind of covered this already it's you just have to accept that this is the way that you feel right now and that's okay You can accept it and say, I'm not trying to pretend like I don't feel in a bad mood that I have to go to the gym right now. I'm not trying to pretend like I'm walking on rainbows and butterflies. I'm in a bad mood and I don't want to do this. And I can accept that I'm feeling that way right now. Thirdly, you're going to embrace the negative emotion.
1: (laughs) Embrace the suck. Like, okay, it's happening. I'm feeling this way allow yourself to feel those emotions.
0: Yes. And again, you can know that it is not indicative of your character. It is not indicative of your worthiness to embark on achieving this goal. It just is what it is. And it is part of the human experience. And it is part of the experience of trying to form any new habit. It's going to be hard.
1: I mean, just think about when you're a kid and you're wanting to brush your teeth, like then like it literally sucked. No one, no kid wanted to start brushing their teeth. But after a while, you start thinking of the positives. And like over time, you're like, well, my breath, like I like the way my teeth feel. Like it feel clean. I like that, you know, that fresh feeling. So it's like, until that became a habit, you didn't start thinking of the benefits. But mm-hmm. it has to become a habit first. Yes. So uh,
0: we have uh, acknowledged, we have accepted, we have embraced. And this is most important important part now. We're going to act. We're going to do the thing that we said we were going to do despite feeling like we don't want to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to square anyway. up with that emotion. Yes. We're, we're not- going to square up. And we're going to say, hey, <laughs> like you're trying to tell me that I can't do this or that I shouldn't do this. And
1: I've already made a commitment to myself that overrides this feeling. I put it down on my schedule. Mm -hmm. I made a commitment to myself and I'm going to do it despite that. I don't feel like doing it because I know that this action is going to lead to the result. And if I, you know, let my negative emotions take over, I will never reach my result because I'm always going to choose sitting on the couch over going to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: you acknowledge, yes, it sucks. No one likes experiencing negative emotions. You're going to accept there. there will always be times that you have to continue to uphold your commitments, even though you don't feel like it. This and this is be, any, this yes. applies
1: anywhere. I mean, like at your job, like you might not feel like getting in that assignment, you know, mm-hmm. and that your boss wants you to, you might not feel like being nice to the customer. You might not feel yeah. like, you know, doing your homework, but you know that all those things are part of doing the things that need to be done to reach whatever goal it is, whether it be customer service, whether it be finishing your degree, and whether it be getting that job promotion, those things just need to happen. And so you do it anyway, and then you know you can be comforted that you did what you needed to do to get the job done. Yes. So then you
0: act, you do the thing. And I think the examples you gave bring up a really good point too, because it's like, why can we get the things done at work that we need to get done? And then we get home and we somehow can't find like a reason to do it. So we're going to talk about intrinsic and extrinsic motivation next too. But an equally important part of being able to act and do the thing, despite not feeling like it, that you need to remember to do that can get overlooked really easily is be able to then reflect and really embrace the positivity and the sense of accomplishment that came from taking that action Despite not feeling like it. And honestly, that can feel even more gratifying than doing the thing when you are motivated because it's easy. It's like I did that. Like
1: I freaking did that. Like I overcame that. I feel so good I did that versus like already being motivated and going. It's like there's no there's no uphill. Right. Yeah. There's no battle. It's just like you're riding the
0: wave, which is great, right? You want to capitalize on doing the things that you know you need to do when you feel like it.
1: And then you can also, you might even like be so motivated, you get other things done. But also realize like on those days that you gritted out, those are the, that's where you grow as a person. It's, you don't grow on the days you're motivated.
0: Yes. So being able to truly reflect and remember the next time it's like, okay, you know what? The last time I felt like this, I went ahead and I did it anyway. And then I got to feel that sense of accomplishment after I did my workout when I really didn't feel like it, but I had no
1: valid excuse not to go other than not feeling like yeah. it. And and then that, you know, that good feeling comes from a really cool um, chemical called dopamine. And, yes. you know, we can also talk a little bit about that. Or did you want to come back to that later? Yeah, no,
0: we can talk about dopamine right now. I love dopamine. I have a dopamine. That's what <laughs> my does. little like neon molecule is. I don't know if y'all have seen pictures of it. You, if you follow
1: Hope, you've seen yes. pictures of it. <laughs> Subconsciously, you're consciously, you've seen it.
0: But that is the molecule or the hormone that is released
1: when you are getting like those
0: reward signals. From so it's your brain.
1: actual science. Like when you like are gritting things out, when you are doing things you don't want to do and you feel that. That, that good that feeling, that yeah. release like you're like wow I did that and then you kind of want to continue doing it there's a scientific reasoning behind it and dopamine is a chemical behind that so hope yeah explain dopamine okay so uh, dopamine
0: yeah that is it's our reward and motivation. Chemical. Um, And I think it's confused a lot as just like the quote unquote feel good hormone, which I mean, it does help you feel good, um, but it's specifically more so linked to motivation. So when we have higher or steadier levels of dopamine, we're going to feel more motivated to do things. But it has to come from an action that we take. And that is kind of the argument for if you want to feel motivated, you have to take action first. That is going to drive this cycle of motivation. And I think a lot of people rely on or try to rely on just feeling like it. But again, we don't control our feelings, we can only control our actions. So if you want to feel more motivated, then take action first and then reap the benefits of feeling that reward hormone that then makes you want to keep taking action.
1: Exactly. I think a lot of people expect, you know, that feeling to pull them through, but it, it de- literally nothing in life works that way. Yeah. <laughs> like you literally everything you are motivated to do comes from the action first. Like, you know, like a lot of people start seeing maybe physical results from like a program. They maybe didn't want to do it at first, but they were doing it and they started seeing those results and those results create motivation. And then next thing you know, like you're like, it's a habit you know, mm-hmm. and you enjoy it. So it just, but it takes time. And it also, again, going back to realizing like, you're not going to enjoy it every day. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, like it's still, you know, it's important. And now you know that you're going to make time for it, despite those feelings. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of move into
0: like how to link your processes and how to link your actions to having an intrinsic motivation instead of an external or an extrinsic motivation and how we can use that to our benefit, especially when we're talking about any type of health or weight loss slash fat loss slash fitness journey.
1: So Um, let's define real quick. What is the difference between intrinsic and extrinsic motivation? mm -hmm. So intrinsic is you are
0: inspired from within yourself to take action and achieve some type of goal or result extrinsic means that you are motivated by outside factors could be another person could be money mm-hmm. could be um notoriety it could be a bunch of things
1: but they are it's outside so of like we were yourself. saying earlier like you know why are we motivated to do the things for a job and why are we not always motivated to do things for ourselves so we're right. about to go into why we feel that way yeah
0: it's a lot easier to do something when you know you have an immediate consequence and like an immediate negative consequence hanging over your head, right? Mm-hmm. So like if you don't do your job, you get fired. get fired. Then you're not making money. Then you can't support yourself or your family. You can't have nice things. You can't take trips, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. It's like a clear picture of what will happen. It's either it if will do
1: or it things. won't happen. Yeah. So like very... You know, you're motivated to do those things. Yeah. So, And, you know, if you
0: are meeting a trainer at the gym, it's a lot easier sometimes to show up when you know if you don't show up, you have wasted money, your money. You have disappointed your trainer and probably made them upset at you, right? Like they have spent their time to come and meet you there. So if you don't meet them, then that reflects badly on you. So a lot of times people will do anything possible to prevent like a negative outcome or a negative like perception of themselves being formed by the action that they take or don't
1: take. Yeah. And like there's other like in nutrition world and stuff like joining weight loss challenges Mm -hmm. because you get the money or starting a diet just for seeing the scale, you know, move or yes, um, hire hiring a nutrition coach to give you a meal plan or to tell you what to eat all those things are external. You're still not doing what you want to do. You're just relying on everyone else to tell you what to do, which is why us as dietitians, we don't just do meal plans. Like usually like people are doing the meal plans Mm -hmm. are the ones who just want to dish out the meal plans versus helping you find reasons for you to do it yourself. So that's the difference between those two. Mm -hmm. And I guess, why do we find it so hard to do things for ourselves? And that's usually because there is no immediate consequence. Yeah, It's over time. Like no one ever just wakes up and decides to get diabetes. No one ever wakes up and decides to be obese. Like that's not a decision.
0: Yes, I think I've seen, it's probably Dr. Nadalski talk about it, where he argues that obesity is not a choice. You don't wake up and decide to do that. You don't choose foods based on like deciding to do that it just ends up being a consequence of but it's over time it's it's a very delayed consequence of your actions yeah right
1: so no one like wants those things to happen but in the moment like you're making decisions that's what you think is best for yourself Mm -hmm. in that moment without thinking about the long term yeah so I think we find things a lot harder to do for ourselves because We don't want to start doing something until we get to that point, like until we notice that consequence. And sadly, it's usually 5, 10, 15 years down the road where things just get too much. And that's where it triggers you to want to start to change something. And, you know, then you kind of have more of an internal motivation, but it's Mm -hmm. still, you know. So, well, and, and even then, and even reaching that point, you still
0: can't expect to feel motivated all the time, Mm -hmm. even with External or intrinsic motivation. Those feelings
1: are still going to be there Mm -hmm. no matter when you decide to start your fitness, your health journey. And it's understanding that it's not about just feelings at this point. It's capitalizing. I mean, it's taking those actions whether or not you feel good. And that's what's going to produce that motivation. And that's what's going to produce those results you're looking for, not whether you're feeling like it. Because Mm -hmm. if we did, if we make decisions on how we feel like it all the time, like we're we're not going to wanna to put a vegetable in our plate. We're not gonna to want to go to the gym because we don't I mean, you're not gonna pick broccoli over cookie over those times. Like those have to be a conscious decision. Yeah. And you gotta think about those decisions. And it's, yeah, it's a conscious
0: decision for delayed gratification. Exactly. Which our brains are not wired to do. Yeah. We are wired to receive and want instant gratification all the time,
1: right? And that's really and that's why it's hard to keep up with those commitments mm-hmm. for ourselves because again, like for work or for your school or whatever you have that immediate consequence, but you got to navigate based on just your feelings when you're doing like these yes. things on yourself. And so, you know, being able to do those actions. So, how do you just I mean, we say we keep saying, you know, we need to do those actions. Like how does that actually play out? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think A
0: really important part of being able to continue to take daily action that is aligned with your goals and not having to rely on that feeling of motivation is to put the focus on the effort and have that be the reward of your actions. Because an end goal and like even a reward at the end or like after you've done this, that's still external motivation, right? So, say like, I am going, I'm on a weight loss journey. And when I lose 10 pounds, I'm going to buy a bathing suit and take myself on a beach trip. Okay. Well, if you are so focused on that reward, the enjoyment of the process is diminished, right? Because you're only focused on that end reward. So there was a study about dopamine that was done right and so if you remember dopamine is the motivational hormone like the reward hormone that's released when we accomplish something so this was done in the 70s and the scientists gathered a group of children who enjoyed drawing and they split these children into three groups group one knowingly got a reward for their drawing Group two would get rewarded, but they didn't know that there was a reward at the end. And then group three didn't receive a reward at all. And what the study found is that group one, the ones who knew that they were going to get a reward at the end, showed less interest in drawing and only focused on the reward at the end. So their effort and their enjoyment of the process was diminished because they were only focused on the end goal so they, were they were only, only focused, focused on the
1: reward they're only focused on you know the only time you get to be happy is once you're 10 pounds down and you get to finally wear the bikini and treat yourself you weren't actually looking for the enjoyment during the process yes so this is
0: where it can be problematic to only be or be super like in result focused instead of focused on the process and then the small Yeah, ones. And
1: there's nothing wrong with setting goals. Yes, The only issue is if you're not focusing on setting smaller goals in between, I guess you should say. It's like mm-hmm. and making sure your goals are action-based and not result-based, yep. but also being comforted and knowing like doing these smaller goals in between. So like, you know, exercising three days a week and building balance plates, like those are goals. Those are actual habitual goals you can control and realizing like if you do these and you're not focusing on the result, like the results are probably going to happen without you even focusing on the end goal and you're enjoying it. You're learning how to experiment with food. You're learning how to experiment with exercise. That is the reward. The reward isn't losing 10 pounds and being in a bikini, even though that could be something that is produced yeah. by these actions. Yes, That you enjoy. That's the key. You're not just slaving away on the treadmill thinking about putting pressure on yourself to fit in that bikini. You are literally waking up excited to do the exercise and Mm -hmm. versus dreading it. Like you're doing it for all the reasons you enjoy versus having a negative thought process around it. Yes.
0: Yeah, no, you're embracing the intrinsic motivation that comes from taking daily action that is aligned with your goals. The motivation doesn't come from looking forward to achieving that goal and only being focused on the end goal.
1: at robs us because I feel like most, mm-hmm. like I, that is a very common theme with my clients is literally being so focused. They're like, well, I, I am, I'm eating better. I'm exercising. I'm doing all the right things. And I'm still like, progress is not happening fast enough. And I'm like, okay, so like, we're not actually enjoying the process. We're not mm-hmm. actually making this a lifestyle change. You're only, you only care about, you know, seeing those end results and that's taking away from the process but you just said so yourself you are enjoying working out you found time to walk with your children you are building balance plates and you've never been able to just navigate a restaurant you're doing all these positive things but since you're so focused on the result you're not you're you think like you're doing it for nothing and you're not enjoying it and you just listed out all of these
0: skills that you've built and all of these improvements that you've made and
1: you cannot tell me that those things won't (laughs) eventually produce that result you're looking for it may not be the timeline you're expecting but you cannot tell me all that is going to waste yes no one thousand percent yep your
0: effort your actions your goal those things are within your control the timeline that it takes that is not within Mm -mm. your control but if you are putting the focus where it should be which is the intrinsic motivation that comes from taking that daily action, then the results are inevitable. Your goal will get here. But if you're you're just so focused on the end result that you're not learning to embrace
1: the process, then you're never going to enjoy it. Like mm -hmm. it's just always going to be something you're dragging yourself to do. Yeah, And it's not going to be sustainable because how long are you going to do something that you hate doing? Yeah. No, yeah, you're so much less
0: likely to then actually achieve that end result if you're only doing it to
1: achieve And I can have like a really specific thing. Like I just got done doing competition prep and the only reason I was finishing out my competition prep is because I felt like I had to. Mm -hmm. I did not look forward to my cardio sessions. I was dragging myself to my cardio sessions. I was not looking forward to lifting because I was like, I'm just lifting to get through the show. Literally the moment... (laughs) I'm off competition prep, like my outlook change. It's like, okay, how can I get back to focusing on the process without thinking about that, that being on the stage? Like, how am I going to make this something Mm -hmm. I enjoy? And it might not be a literal enjoyment that you get right away, but it's like, okay, so I don't have to do this. Like I get to do this and I get to move my body and I need to know that this isn't just for stage. This is where something's so much bigger. And then I just started working out the way I wanted to get stronger and something I stopped doing when I was on prep because I was so focused on that. I wanted to do cardio because it helps my cardio health, not because I'm trying to burn calories yeah. to be on stage. Like it literally, like my outlook has changed and now I find myself wanting to do those things because I enjoy them, not because I am have a show date here yeah. <laughs> in six weeks. Well.
0: And I think you raise a great point that sometimes, even though it seems like an external motivator is going to be a better motivator, sometimes it's unenjoyable because it is putting too much pressure on mm-hmm. you. And being able to truly like release yourself from those type of external expectations and motivations and maybe just make your goal I want to love the process. Mm -hmm. I want to learn how to enjoy the process. And then that gives you the freedom to then fully put your focus on that and not have it be clouded Mm. by, you know, wondering if X will get you to Y result in a matter of months or days or
1: have that timeline on you. And the only difference is like, I'm doing the exact same exercises and the exact same cardio as I did. That literally, it was just taking that pressure off Mm -hmm. that made me enjoy it again. Mm -hmm. Like me not knowing I I don't have to do this. Like, I don't have to do this. But I'm like, I was thinking, I actually do like getting up and walking because I felt so motivated. But the difference is, is now it's not on a timeline. Like, this is something that makes me feel good. And I'm going to do it regardless if I have a show or something. So literally just taking that pressure off, taking that timeline off might be the only thing you need to do too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then I also think
0: you brought up another great point, which is looking at and like remembering and realizing how your future self is going to feel when you take that action. It's like, no one wants to like, are you really sitting in bed at 6 AM thinking like, yeah, treadmill. No, but when you can bring the thought of I love how I feel after I do this, then that can be enough to at least get you out the door and have you take that action because you're prioritizing your future self over your current self. And
1: I don't, I don't wake up, like you said, I don't wake up like I cannot wait to get on the treadmill. I sit here and I'm thinking about my emotions. I'm like, I don't want to get on the treadmill, but it's either I sit on the couch and read through Mm client journals, or I just walk at a really low pace and get through client's journals. And then afterwards, I'm like, man, I feel great. I got my client's journals done. I walked on the treadmill and I have no pressure to get any other movement in unless I just want to lift. And then typically I want to lift because I feel so good about the day and it just like keeps carrying it on. And it's just like, bam, bam, bam.
0: Well, and again, you have exemplified the principle of setting that bar at an achievable level like height, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like, okay, I'm going to get up and do treadmill sprints. No, no. no like that is, come. sure, you might could do that for a couple of days, but that is literally going to be dreadful. But if it can be, okay, it's either I sit on the couch or I walk at a low pace on the treadmill, mm-hmm. then it's almost like you have no excuse to not do that.
1: It's like, I can, I can do this. Why would I not do this? And then I also set myself up Even the day before, it's like if I know a hurdle is me going to go put on my workout clothes, Mm -hmm. I sleep in baggy shorts, a sports bra, and I have my socks and shoes next to me on the couch. So, like, after I get done drinking my one, two cups of coffee, I don't allow myself to open – I don't open my work until I'm on the treadmill. So, it's not like I'm already, like, doing it and I can have that excuse. I – I already know I'm gonna be making those excuses in the morning. So yeah. if I can take down those barriers to those excuses, I do that. So I sleep in something I can do cardio in, mm-hmm. which is just a bag of t-shirt and some athletic shorts. And then I have my socks and shoes ready on the couch after drink my coffee. All I have to do is slip on my shoes, grab my laptop, and go out there. Yeah. So like and you can do the same thing. So it's like, well, you don't wanna work out when you get home because you know, you have to Drive back into town to work out. Can you pack your clothes, keep it in your car, and jump on the gym when you get home? Yeah. So it's like challenge those things. It's like, well, exactly. You know, yep. you're going to not feel like doing it and you get home. Intercept that.
0: Yes. Yes. Identify your biggest challenge points and then try to remove those barriers as much as possible. And there's multiple ways to do that, right? It doesn't have to be pack your clothes and go to the gym. It can be, okay, I am going to subscribe to a home workout plan. Mm-hmm. And then I don't have the excuse of not wanting to go to the gym. So, I can do it at home. Exactly. So it's literally just what works for you. Exactly. And being able to identify your own challenge points and think, okay, how can I set myself up for future success today? Mm-hmm. And then take that action right then. Yeah. Because and it could be
1: food wise mm-hmm. too. So like if you're a busy mom, you know, you have a schedule and you know, you're not going to cook dinner. Add some convenience foods to your grocery list. Yes. Have and you know when you get home, you'll have something there. So it just always thinking about those obstacles. Sorry for cutting you mm-hmm. off, but I get get excited when I think. Of oh,
0: there, so. I didn't even notice that you cut me off. I, um I anyways that this is I think we've covered the points backwards and forwards that we wanted to cover. So, but I know this is a really tricky topic to deal with, especially when, like we said in the beginning, you know how bad you want it and you expect that the feelings are just going to naturally come with it.
1: And that's not the case. And it's not because you lack willpower or yeah. you just lack this special thing that everyone else has. Nope. It is literally just because you realize like you can't act on feelings. You got to act on what you can actually control and challenge those feelings. Yep. Everyone out here don't doesn't have magical motivation. I can tell you that. The people that are getting Heck, stuff no. done are challenging their thoughts and they're doing it anyway.
0: Yep. Yes. So just embrace that. You cannot control your feelings, but you can choose to control your actions. And that is where our power lies. Okay. Let's go ahead and wrap this
1: episode up. I do want to bring up our event just because it is coming up real quick. And we have the Everyday Dietitians event coming June 4th in in our town in (laughs) Talaquah. So if you are local or if you're not local and you just want to fly out to Talaquah, Oklahoma. (laughs) Or drive out. Or drive out. I have some clients that are coming out, I think, from Texas. No way. So excited. That is exciting. So excited. Book a, I mean, book, book a float trip on Sunday or something too, because Talco <gasps> has the river. So if you wanted like to make this a vacation, they have cabins, they have hotels, you can float the river, whatever you got to do. It's freaking fun, especially in the
0: summertime. It Absolutely. really is.
1: It is a blast. So like be looking at little excursions you can do on top of this, because this can be like, you can go float the river and you wake up on Sunday and do something. And <gasps> then this just be a fun girls night or something like that. Yes. So, no, we should do work. I'm going to do this. We're going to make a
0: little itinerary for people who are coming from out of town. Yeah, so, so they can, can try things. our favorites. Or like yeah.
1: breakfast, like do yeah. this here. So we'll have that for you. So if you can come, that would be great. I will say I do recommend probably if you're staying in a hotel, True by Hilton and Tahlequah. I do feel like that's the nicest hotel. If not— Oh, is like, that the one up by Southridge? Yes. Yes, by the casino. Yes, yes, by the casino. And like there's restaurants in the casino. Yes. There's a Starbucks. So I'd recommend that one. If you don't want to stay at a hotel, there's, like I said, there's cabins by the river and stuff. Like, go check those out, too. We so. do have some
0: cool Airbnbs.
1: Exactly. Some really freaking cool Airbnbs. So, check those out. We hope to see y'all. And, um, again, mark your calendars. Yes. Yay. Okay. Bye, y'all. And we'll see you on episode 14. Yeah. Huh? All right.
0: Bye. Bye. <laughs>